0: I have a serious question for you. Why is the world of wellness so serious? It's all about discipline, willpower, all work, and no play. And to be honest, the focus seems to be much more on how we look than how we feel. These impossible standards can feel like a full-time job, but it doesn't have to. Welcome to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we redefine wellness and create health habits that enhance our life, not overtake it. I'm Chelsea Eithoven, a wellness coach for women with ADHD, late diagnosed adhd myself, and your biggest cheerleader. I believe that you can have it all. You can experience a life of fulfillment, joy, and play, along with thriving health and wellness. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why else would you make a cake? ADHDers deserve to experience the feeling of thriving, not just surviving. So together, we'll explore the world of wellness and life in general with ADHD. Don't forget to subscribe, and let's dive in. We've got a lot to chat about. Hello, hello, guys, and welcome back to Part-Time Wellness. It's your host, Chelsea Eithoven, and I thought we could continue our conversation on ADHD productivity today. So I actually don't even have a hyper focus of the week or anything like that because I've just had a crazy week and I've just been kind of all over the place. And so I thought this would be an excellent time to talk about the things that actually help prevent me from being all over the place. Just something something that I've put into place over the past couple months that has been so valuable and beneficial for me. And it is a little Monday reset routine. So I know we see a lot of things where it's like Sunday reset or, you know, getting prepared for the week or Sunday meal prep and things like that. I have found that I really like my weekends to just fully absorb the relaxation or the fun. Or I don't know. I just can't get with the Sunday or like weekend reset situation, spending a whole day Sunday preparing for the week. And there's a few reasons for that. One is because I am not the type of person who has even the mental or physical stamina or desire to like be productive from nine to five Monday through Friday in the first place. So I have decided that I am going to spend my Mondays Kind of prepping myself for the rest of the week and batching some tasks so that I don't even have to think about them at all. So I thought it would be really fun to kind of go through this with you guys, kind of what I do on Mondays to reset myself and get myself set up for the week. Talk a little bit about planning, some of our aversions to planning as ADHDers, and just get into all this stuff, you know. And I I, I do think that this is something before we even get into it. I want to say this is something that I acknowledge that this isn't available to everybody because I do spend most of my day on Mondays kind of setting myself up for the rest of the week, and I know most people don't have that luxury. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't have the time to do all that on Monday, maybe there could just be one little thing that you could pick up from it that could fit into your life. So just wanted to say that, but let's go ahead and get into it. Now, like I said, this week has been super chaotic and that's actually been really beneficial and made me realize how much I need my Monday reset routine. So this week I did not do my Monday reset routine, which I've been doing, like I said, for the past couple months and kind of just like figuring out what works best for me And it's just so funny. Sometimes we don't realize the value of something until we stop doing it. So I didn't do the Monday reset routine that I had kind of gotten in the habit of. And I realized how I fell right back into the mindset of, man, I don't know what to do with myself, feeling a little bit lost, ending up doing a lot more scrolling or watching TV and things like that. That I just, I didn't have the same flow and the same ease and the same, honestly, motivation and excitement to do the things that I both need and want to do throughout the week. Not doing this Monday reset routine kind of threw off my whole week and I was like, wow, this is a really powerful practice and I honestly didn't even really realize that. So let's record a podcast and share it with you guys. And I, my notes are all over the place for this podcast. What I did was I wrote out on a little piece of paper or one of my planning papers what I do for my Monday reset, how I reset myself mentally, physically, and emotionally for the upcoming week and physically reset my spaces. And I wrote down what I was doing. And right before this podcast, I didn't do much of an outline outside of that. Right before this podcast, I was like, man, how am I going to like intro this podcast? Or, you know, like instead of just going straight into the routine and I, I opened up, I was like, meh, Oh well, I'm not gonna worry about it, you know. (laughs) And I opened up my my TikTok and was watching TikTok. And I the first thing that came up was a post from Lexi Merritt from Pretty Decent. She's Lexi Merritt. I'll put it in the show notes. I actually was a part of her entrepreneurship membership for a while. She's wonderful and I love the way she looks at life. If you are also an entrepreneur, the way that she talks about work and thinks about putting our work out into the world as entrepreneurs really resonates with me. Also, she has ADHD, so she's awesome. But there's a post from her and it was actually about planning. And since today's episode is about planning, I took a quote from her TikTok that obviously I'm referencing to her. But what she had said was in her TikTok post was that planning is self-kindness. It is an art form. Planning is quiet, compassionate dedication a place for you to be still with yourself and answer the question, what do I really want? And that just like, I was like, well, there you go. That's how we're going to, that's how we're going to intro the episode. And that's how we're going to start talking about this and the value of this because, or at least the value that it's provided me. And so you can pull little tidbits from it if it's valuable to you, or it might inspire you to create something else for yourself that's valuable to you. But what I really loved about this is that The idea that planning is actually self-kindness and that we get to ask ourselves, what do I really want is so, so, so powerful because I think a lot of us ADHDers have a really negative view of planning, planning and preparation because we might have had negative experiences of it in the past because I think we, a lot of us might share the common experience of planning to meet someone else's expectations. And therefore, we're planning in a way that isn't compassionate to ourselves, that's not considering our capacity, our, whether it be mental, physical, emotional, or just the, the space and the time because we have so many other things going on. We plan our week according to meet somebody else's expectations, right? When we're sitting down and we're planning out a week, we're like, okay, how can I – Like, how much can I possibly get done in this week? How productive can I be? Basically, how can I earn my value this week in my own eyes and the eyes of the world by doing more or doing better or being better or faster or stronger? Or how can I improve myself into a way of feeling valuable? Right. And for me, this is what I did for years and years and years. I would sit down and when I would plan, I was planning to become a better version of me. I wasn't at all planning for the version of myself that I was in the current, and that's because I didn't think the current version of myself was good enough. And once I have reckoned with the fact that the current version of myself, flaws and all, everything just exactly how I am right now is worthy and valuable enough, I started being able to honestly answer that question. What do I really want for this week? How can I both honor myself and my needs this week and also create value for others? Because those are the two things that help my make my world go round, right? Both creating value for others but also nourishing myself in the process and finding that really nice balance. So when I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone, I can be more honest about my actual needs in this upcoming week and my actual capacity and what's going on. So it's been It's funny because just seeing that and seeing Lexi post that wonderful thing really opened up my mind to why this Monday Reset has become valuable for me because in a way, it's shifted my perspective, you know? And I'm a big believer that a shift of perspective and a shift in actions, like I don't know if one comes before the other. I think it just varies. I almost feel like they come together, which is why I teach a lot of action things, right? So, How can you nourish your body? How can you get in more movement? How can you honor rest and play and all of these things in your life? But the truth of the matter is what's actually going to improve your life is changing your mindset. But sometimes doing these things and taking action changes our mindset completely. So I feel like I'm totally just like, I don't know. I don't know if the word is channeling, but I'm kind of like, I'm not writing from any script, but this feels very important to me. (laughs) I don't know if, I don't know if it's resonating with you guys. Hopefully it is, but if not, whatever. So anyways, we are eventually going to get to the part where I talk about what my Monday reset is and how I plan and prepare for the week and whatnot. But I just thought this part was important to just kind of speak to like I said, the value of this and what a difference it's made in myself and my experience of life. I also used to really hate planning, like weekly planning. And I really, I I love, it was a love hate relationship because I loved it because I did in that moment have this vision of myself that was like, oh my gosh, this is the person I'm going to be this week. And it's going to be so awesome. And I'm going to get all of this done and I'm finally going to feel good about myself does that resonate at all? You know, like when you're planning, it feels really exciting. But then when you actually have to go and do the thing, it's like, shoot, wait, I don't really want to do this. And then you don't do it and then you feel bad about yourself and then you don't want to reflect on it. And it's just like vicious cycle, right? And I used to hate, 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 hate planning in advance because, I mean, like like I said, love-hate relationship. But I, the part that I hated was that I would plan it and I felt like I was also – not only like creating these expectations for myself that deep down i felt like i maybe couldn't really complete but i also hated it because i felt like i felt like i was locking myself into a box right i felt like i was locking myself into a box if i created a schedule that i had to stick to and i was like well what if i don't want to stick to it you know and that's again because i was creating and planning things based on other people's needs. And now that I'm doing this, and I really am considering, well, what are the things that I, what do I really want to do? I am feel like I am setting myself free to actually enjoy each present moment as it passes while I'm moving through the week, through the plans that I've created for myself. And it's just a really, really cool thing. All right. So what is my Monday Reset? This is something that kind of has been evolving since it started, like I said, a couple months ago. And I do a few things. So last week you heard me talk about the 12-week year. So something, a piece of the 12-week year has brought into my life is the piece of reflection and honest reflection. And I have found that to be so valuable because as I continue each week to reflect on the previous week. I learn more and more, like I said, what my natural capacity is, what are the things that I tend to avoid, and like start looking at why am I avoiding them and can I drop this thing that I clearly don't like doing, or is the reason that I'm avoiding it because of something else, some other way I can fix it? You know, reflection is a huge, 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 huge tool for change for me. And it's been so valuable and it's something. I talk about a lot in my Patreon and just my course and all those kinds of things because I think it's so valuable to actually, you know, not be afraid to acknowledge what's what's happened in the past and where maybe we've fallen short because there can be a lot of information in there and see why that is and if we're setting expectations too high for ourselves or unrealistic expectations or just trying to force ourselves to do things we don't really want to do. So the Monday Reset we have, there is reflection and then the, I have planning, right? So planning the upcoming week. And then there's some forms of preparation, right? So prepping some things like in my physical space so that I literally don't have to think about them at all. So for example, food and laundry and setting up my physical spaces, like my workspace, or rather resetting my workspaces and whatnot. So that this is stuff throughout the week that is, I'm like, when I wake up on Tuesday morning, I am ready to roll. I don't have to think about laundry or chores or like chopping vegetables. It's all kind of already done and I feel ready to focus on the things that I had set in my plan. So I'm trying to think of how I want to share this with you because I don't have a specific way in which I do this. Let's do this. We'll we'll break it up into how I reset mentally, physically, and emotionally. So mentally, how do I reset mentally on Mondays? Well, like I said, I start by reflection. And so since I've been doing the 12-week year, I use uh, Montel B's, her 12-week year Notion document, and each week I go back and I just kind of look at my habit tracker for the week and I mark down what I did and I go back and I see if I hit the intentions that I set or to what extent I hit the intentions that I set from the previous week. And I really have to work on, like something that I've really been working on for a long time, and I think I'm finally getting to the point where I'm able to do it truly neutrally, is reflecting in a neutral place. So say I hit 0% of something. So for example, one thing I've been focusing on is my yoga teacher training. And there were a couple weeks where I – did not even crack open my yoga teacher training. And now I, instead of being ashamed of that or not wanting to reflect at all and look at what I did because I'm like ashamed of that fact, I can look at it openly and say, you know, why is that? And a little bit reflect on why that is and then do a little brainstorming for the future. Am I expecting too much of myself, right? So the yoga teacher training is something that technically for me, I'm doing it online, doesn't have a time limit to it. So it's like I end up being motivated by the things that have urgency and when yoga teacher training doesn't have urgency, is that the reason it's falling to the wayside or is it because I'm expecting myself to do 10 hours of it a week, which is kind of unrealistic, right? And then I can set my expectations differently for the next week. So reflection is what I start with. I start with just analyzing and looking at my past week's intentions and how I kind of Lived up to those and why that may be or why not, right? I also then reset my notion. So, whatever your organization tool is, whether it's a paper planner or you have a digital planner, or uh, if you do use Notion, I use Notion for all my organization, life organization, like everything that I need to get done is pretty much in my Notion. So, I take some time to reset my Notion. I clear out all my habit trackers and I clear out Everything like, you know, so for example, I will end up like I have a brain dump section of my notion where throughout the week, anytime a thought pops up, like, oh my gosh, I have to call this person. Oh my gosh, I really like these sneakers. And I like, you know, throw the link in my brain dump, whatever. I put all that stuff. I empty that brain dump section into wherever it belongs. So like I have a section where I save the links of things that I might potentially want in the future or, you know with me trying to work on impulse spending being like, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm going to just hold on to the link. That doesn't mean I have to purchase them right now. So I'll put those in the little notion document, then I can delete it from my brain dump list. And then like, if I need to call somebody, I can put that into where it belongs. If I need to call them this week, then it'll go into the section where I plan this week. If not, then it'll go into the section where like just the general brain dump Whereas, like, this has to happen sometime in the future, but it's not urgent. So I do that and kind of just reset the notion so that it's completely clean and ready for a brand new fresh week. And then what I do after that is I create some weekly plans. So I think of what are the things, I have little sections in my notion, maybe I should do a little video like on my YouTube or something about how I do this, um, how I've created this system. The reason I haven't is because I honestly find when people create systems, there's, Systems for organization and for life organization are so personalized. I've never been able to take somebody else's system and just take it and fully implement it into my life. I have had to create my own, which is why I was like, do I even want to share my organization system? You know, but maybe I should because I also have pieced together mine from other people's organization systems. So maybe I should do that. Let me know if you'd like to see that, actually. That would be cool to know if you would be interested in that. Okay, so I will then like write down what are my big intentions? What are the big things I need or want to get done in my business? What are my big things I need or want to get done in my personal life, etc.? You know, I just write down the things that need to get done. And then, and then, I kind of look at that list and assess with what else that I have going on in my life that week, is that all going to be possible? And the way I do this is by inputting everything into a calendar, okay? And again, like I said, I used to be super resistant to this, but now it's helped me so much. So I think this piece might be valuable for people who are a little bit more self-directed in their lifestyle. So what I mean by that is like if you already have a nine-to-five job where you, you are required to be somewhere at a certain amount of time, you have kids that have activities that have to be places at a certain amount of time, then you might already have your calendar pretty booked out and you might not be able to do this, you know? But for me with like, you know, having a lot of autonomy, which I really enjoy, but can also be difficult at times, this helps me recognize what I have the time and space to do. So for example, this past week I had family coming to visit. So they came on Thursday. So that meant that like I had to take time to prepare my house, you know, the like, ADHD thing where you like hide all your messes and make your house look really clean and like all that stuff because the only way we're motivated to clean our house is if somebody comes to visit, you know, you know that thing. So I had to make time to do that. I had to make time to like – they were coming to our house one day so I was like prepping what meals we were going to make and uh, made a big cheese board and was getting, you know, the types of wine that they liked and the beer that they liked and all that kind of stuff because – I enjoy doing that. So then I also didn't have Friday because they were, we were spending the day together Friday. So am I going to have the same amount of things on my to-do list last week as I had the week before or the week before or prior? If I did, I would be setting myself up for failure and essentially like lying to myself about how much capacity I had because it's pretty impossible. Like, a lot of my time was already spoken for, you know? And so what ended up happening was I had a lot of priorities I needed to get done, or I wanted to get done rather. And I, instead of like putting them all there, I said, well, some of these are gonna have to be pushed to the future so that I don't feel overwhelmed and stressed and assume that my capacity has all of a sudden doubled because people are coming to visit. That's just not the case, you know? And it's only through the process of the reflection week after week after week that I have noticed this. P.S. Something else that I noticed this particular week and something that I'm reflecting on now is the fact that emotions also take up a lot of my capacity and time. So when I am processing heavy emotions, although on the outside it may not look like I'm doing more or uh, not having – like I should, quote unquote, have the capacity to do more – I actually don't because emotions take up a lot of that mental, physical energy, right? And and so I just don't have the capacity. And that's something that I've learned. And so I've realized if I'm going through something emotionally heavy or processing something emotionally on either end, whether it's anxiety or excitement or grief or loss or anything like that, I have learned that that that's taking up space and capacity. And that takes time, especially for me to utilize all the healing tools that I have gathered over the years, you know, and to process that in a healthy way and move through it. So that's just another note of something I've learned via reflection with this Monday reset routine. Okay. So we're still in the mental piece, right? So I planned out what I have in the week and then I go in and plug it into my calendar. And what I put in my calendar is I block off, the days that I'm going to cook dinner, I block off an hour or two hours, you know, because just, you know, like, I don't know, whatever. Just just in case because I get distracted in the kitchen and take a long thing time to do things sometimes. But like I will, you know, block off the days that I have to cook. That three days a week, there's going to be a little bit less capacity. So I need to put that into my calendar and not assume that cooking is just, you know, not going to take anything I will put in my workouts, so I will plan on Monday all of my workouts for the week. I'll put in my ClassPass classes, I'll put on my whatever Obey classes I'm going to do, which is like my online classes that I do at home. Obviously, any other prior commitments are going to go here too, so I'm going to put in any appointments that I have, any client calls, any anything, anything that I have that's just a appointment that is not able to change, that goes in there. And then I try to just do after that like one big work priority a day. One big work priority a day is more than enough for me, especially if it's something that's like deep work. But I'll block off for myself that time to work and have a dedicated task for each day. And the reason I do this is because then I can see, all right, if I got nothing else done that day other than that one task for work, I'm still moving forward. And then visually, something about turning things visual for me personally, whatever my specific brand of ADHD is, is so, so, so helpful. So a list, like a to-do list for the week is not helpful. My brain can't conceptualize it. But when I put it in a visual, so my Google calendar, there is a visual of my week and I fill up the spaces with the different blocks of different sizes of how much time things take. Then I'm actually able to see what I do have the capacity for. And that has been one of the biggest game changers. And I'm going to be honest with you. When people would tell me to schedule my week, I can't tell you how many podcasts I've listened to, how many people have told me to schedule my week. And I was like, mm, you know what? That's for you. That's not for me. And I do think that was true at the time. I think I needed to have that autonomy. And now I'm like, oh. Now I see it a little bit differently and I see why it makes sense because for me, visually, I can see it, you know? And sometimes sometimes you may not like something for a while and then you come around to it at a different point in your life and that's okay and that's normal and that's called growth and that's called the human experience, you know? So that's kind of how I mentally set myself up for the week is like reflecting and then planning for the week based on my capacity. Oh, I forgot to tell you also... I also input into there rest and play. I will literally have on my calendar blocked off an hour at least each day for some form of rest, you know, so that's like totally useless time for me to feel free to do whatever I want to do in that time period. So it may be reading a book, it may be scrolling TikTok, it may be... You know, literally just laying down and doing a hypnosis or a meditation or taking a nap or going and picking weeds out of my garden or just walking outside. It's like aimless rest and relaxation. I make sure to schedule that in because if I don't, here's what happens is that I, I take it anyways, but I have planned something else for that time. So I've like have planned no you're going to work out during that hour or whatever and then i don't and i just relax and then i'm mad at myself for it but why am i mad at myself for taking care of myself that makes no sense at all like just schedule it in you know your body needs it girl just do it so that's kind of how i've mentally planned my week i kind of spend my morning doing that now let's talk about the physical reset that i do on mondays so the the purpose for my physical reset is that i want to When I'm going through my week, be mentally focused on the things that I'm actually doing in the moment. So if I'm recording a podcast, you know, I don't want to be able, I'm, I'm basically setting myself up to be less distracted. So I'm doing all of my laundry. I'm making sure that I have everything I need to be successful throughout the week so that I'm not thinking about, it's almost like I'm batching all of those physical care tasks for myself and my home that are going to set me up for success. Because the unfortunate part about being a human is that we do have to do things to take care of ourselves and our spaces, but it's so annoying that we have to take the time to do those things, right? And that's like, I think how I ended up in this career in the first place is like, man, taking care of our bodies is like such a freaking pain in the ass that I have to actually like drink water and eat vegetables and like, you know, sleep. That is so annoying and such a nuisance. But I've got to do it. So because otherwise I feel like crap and I'm, my ADHD is a million times worse. So I've created a career out of like, these are the ways that I've helped myself take care of myself. And I want to share them with you guys. And maybe we can all like, you know, group brainstorm of how we can do this better together. <laughs> you know, I feel like a lot of people's careers are born out of what they struggle with. What do you guys think? I, that would be an interesting theory, you know? Okay. So physical reset. The things that I personally focus on that set me up for the most success are resetting my physical space, my home. So that's like the visual clutter, the actual space so that mentally I'm not distracted by anything throughout the week. That is also preparing my food and my clothing. These very, very, very basic needs I am preparing. Oh, and water. Okay. So let's talk about it. Let's start with food and water. So first with water, as you know, like I am hydration queen. Although your girl is thirsty right now. I need to go downstairs and get more water, but I want to finish this podcast first because hello, we have reached hyper-focus mode. Okay. So hydration. I don't like standing at my fridge and waiting for my water cup to fill up because I have the most giantest water cup in the entire world. It's 40 ounces. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But standing there makes me want to die, which is the dumbest thing ever to anybody who's like not ADHD or like, I guess just like patient, you know, but- For me, it makes me want to die. So (laughs) what I do is I fill up the Brita in the sink because the Brita and I put it, it's like I have like a really big Brita that has like a little tappy thingy. I don't know how to explain it, but I fill that up every Monday. It has to happen more throughout the week, but definitely on Mondays, I make sure that that puppy is full so that the entire week or until it runs out, at least for the next few days, I'm set up for success so that it is easy To hydrate myself. Okay. So everything I do on Mondays is to set myself up the rest of the week to feel at ease and prepared and feel good, you know, and not have to focus on some of these things that always distract me over and over again. Okay. Food. The one thing I do on Sundays or like the weekend or sometimes even do it on Fridays is set up a grocery order because I kind of like grocery shopping. But at the same time, I started to realize now that I'm consistently picking up my groceries, how much it like, Whoo! it's a lot of stimulation. It's a lot. It mentally like looking for, it just takes a lot out of you, which is like, you know, I, I know you guys get it, but I, I know other people kind of think that's silly, but it does. So I set up a grocery order that always gets picked up on Monday. So um, at some point on Monday, I will go and drive and pick up my groceries and bring them back. So that does take a little prior preparation to set it up to be picked up but I've just kind of gotten in the flow of it. And me and my husband figure out our meals. Well, I've been planning my meals for the whole month. So that has been really nice as well. As you can see, my theme recently has really been prior preparation. And it's been so helpful. And I never in my life thought I would be that type of person. Y'all getting diagnosed and treating your ADHD is like life game changer because I never thought I would be this person. But have my meals planned. I know the days I'm going to cook. And then I go pick up my groceries. I bring them home and I take some time to prep stuff. I've talked about this before, but I think I I actually did a whole podcast and a YouTube on ADHD meal prep and just some things. It's obviously continued to evolve over the years, but meal preparation has always been something that's important and not to me in the way where I'm like prepping every meal and putting it in a little container, but rather in the way where I am – Let's say I have a meal. So I I take all the vegetables that I can chop ahead of time and I go ahead and do that on Monday, whether it's like while I'm listening to a podcast or music or whatever. I dedicate time to chop up all the vegetables and put them in a Tupperware or a Ziploc baggie or whatever and put them in the fridge because when it comes time to cook, I know myself and I know if I've had like a long day and whatnot. It's overwhelming to think like, oh my gosh, I got to chop the vegetable, I got to season, I got to look at the recipe, I got to measure, blah, 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 you know? So I try to do as much of that as possible on Monday. Now, a lot of times I'll like have other things that I need to do, so I will, I won't do it all, but even if I have 30 minutes, I will do 30 minutes worth of preparation and that's better than nothing because I do find that when it comes time to cook those meals, if the vegetables are pre-chopped. If everything's kind of like, you know, maybe all the the stuff for the meals is gathered in one spot, I'm much more likely to follow through and not feel that resistance to cooking the meal. So that has been massively helpful to prepare my food in a minimal way like that. And I will usually on Mondays also, since I'm already in the kitchen and I've already started that momentum of chopping and whatnot and cooking, I will... Cook one of my meals on Mondays is typically what I'll do because I also can cook a meal on Monday that is something that's big, a big batch item. So maybe it's a soup or whatever. And that way I already have a fully prepared meal in the fridge for the times throughout the week that I am too busy to like even want to like assemble a sandwich. It's like literally all I have to do is scoop some soup into a bowl. And it's done. And it's like these are all little, little pieces, well, big pieces of self care and taking care of myself. And in a way, learning how to actually parent myself. Like, wh- how would I set my child up for success to make sure they have what they need? And can I do that for myself and learning to do that for myself? That's literally all adulting is, isn't it? It's like parenting ourselves and taking care of ourselves in the way that we deserve to be taken care of. And I deserve to have an easy, you know, something easy and nutritious and delicious to eat throughout the week when I'm too busy to think about it. You know, I deserve that. And that's pretty freaking cool to think that I actually think that about myself now. But so that's what I do as far as food goes. And then when it comes to physical space, what I do is I really – so I'm the type of person who kind of just throws stuff throughout the week. Like I, I don't really like – I don't know. It, it Things dishevel throughout the week. And so every Monday I take the time – to put things back where they belong. So if you listen to my organization episode, I think I mentioned this in there, I would assume, because this is one of my biggest organization principles that's helped me, is that everything has a home. So scissors in my house. I used to like never be able to find freaking scissors when I needed them. And I'm running around and I'm looking in every junk drawer, every doom closet to find like digging through miscellaneous items. Um, What I used to think was like, you know, have a bunch of things all over the place and then you always have stuff in the room you need, but then you can never find it. So one day I went through my house and I literally found all the pairs of scissors, which was like 555 million pairs because not only did I keep buying them because I couldn't find them, but also I was a kindergarten teacher. So like, you know, I don't know, just, we just got a lot of scissors around and I, they all are in one drawer in the kitchen, which could be looked at as a quote unquote junk drawer, but it's a little bit more organized in a junk drawer which sounds crazy, but honestly, I think organization is one of my ADHD coping mechanisms. (laughs) Okay. So I will go through and I will on Mondays put everything back in its home. So anything that's just out of place is going back to its home so that throughout the week, it's easy for me to find things. I also forgot to mention with hydration, I also fill up, I have a, gosh, what's that thing called? A carafe of water next to my bed on Monday mornings. I fill up that carafe so that that's also back to the hydration, but I just randomly remembered it. So, but you guys have ADHD, so I know you can track and keep up with me, but um, I'll fill up the carafe and I will put it in my bedroom because I pour myself a cup of water every night, set it by my bed, set my medication out, and I take my medication in the morning because I know without my medication, that's like the first domino in taking care of myself, right? Is treating my ADHD. So I set myself up for success, even in that very basic way makes a huge, 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 huge difference. Okay. So, oh yeah. All right. So then I tidy up my visual clutter spaces. Sometimes that does mean that I'm not, I'm not reorganizing any spaces in a huge way. I'm not pulling everything out of a closet. I'm making it so that when I'm walking throughout my home in the week, no visual clutter is distracting me or at least my own visual clutter so that I'm like, oh, wait, I got to do this. Wait, I got to do this and getting distracted by every little thing in my house, which is what actually caused me to get diagnosed with ADHD in the first place. That was the first sign that I was like, some mate right here, homie. Like your girl can't just sit up and do something. Like I'm distracted by everything, you know? And then I was like, oh, well, duh, that's like ADHD. So now the other thing that I do, the last thing that I do is Clothing. Like I said, I prepare my food, my water, my clothing. Literally think of the basics of human needs and survival, setting myself up for success in those ways. Huge difference for me mentally. So I will do, I'm the laundry person and my husband is the dishes person in the house. That's how it works. I don't do any dishes. I don't, I've like literally never emptied our dishwasher. He has literally never done our laundry. And that's what works for us, is like, you know, he has because we used to do it different. And like I've done dishes. We used to do it differently, but this is what works better because he's better at doing things on a day-to-day basis. Every night we load the dishwasher, every morning we unload it. But laundry, he's good at doing those things, like every single day doing the same thing. He's really good at that. He likes that and it works for him. For me, I'm a batch tasker. So laundry is something that builds up throughout the week and I do it all on Mondays. Like in between all of this, I'm running loads of laundry and I'm pulling them out and I'm folding them and putting them away. Pulling them out, folding them, putting them away. I'm doing that all throughout in between these tasks because that's like a little brainless task that I can do in between all these other tasks. So I do all of the laundry and sometimes I even go as far as setting out a couple pairs of pajamas for the week, setting out my, a couple workout sets for the week like you know however many days I'm going to work out setting out that many workout outfits and pulling out a couple quote-unquote inspiration pieces to start my outfits each day so that I'm not starting from a blank slate so I might say ooh I want to find a way to wear this sweater this week right now I'm wearing these like um flower earrings and like you know this was something that I set out and I was like ooh these are going to be a starter for an outfit which it's like it's a very basic outfit it's literally a black shirt, black leggings, a big oversized flannel, but the flower earrings are to me like the star. And so I'll set out a few things like that. This is so I don't, I'm reducing the amount of decisions that I'm making throughout the week. I'm trying to make as many decisions for myself on Monday that feel good, that aren't forceful, that aren't like, you better wear those earrings. It's like, Ooh, no, now I have a starting point. I want to wear these earrings, you know? None of this is coming from a place of force, uh, but it's all coming from a place of self-care. So I get all the laundry done. So that's everything I do for my physical reset. I reset my physical spaces. I tidy any visual clutter. I bring everything back to its home that needs to be brought back to its home. I do all my laundry and I try to prep food. Now, as you can hear all this, you may be getting super overwhelmed. And I want to honor that. And I also want to let you know that whatever works for you might be different than what works for me. What works for me, this might sound overwhelming to you, is because like I said, I'm not doing any work this day. I'm not going in and recording a podcast or writing a podcast or, you know, creating a Patreon or working with clients. I'm not doing anything like that on Mondays. I am dedicating it to not having to think about this stuff for the rest of the week. So that's the reason I'm able to do all of this is because I have dedicated this day to preparation rather than having the mental load every single day of, okay, I've got to do this for work, but I also have to do this for laundry and what am I going to do for workouts? And for me, that's much more difficult than just spending one day, you know, knocking out all of these care tasks for myself and then not having to think about it the rest of the week. So if you're overwhelmed, I just want to say throw all of this away. You don't have to do any of this. This is all just some ideas. And you may pull one, one thing that I said, maybe you were just like, oh, wait, the thing about visually putting something into my calendar makes a lot of sense. And if that's the one little tidbit you pull from this episode, I think that's wonderful. And even, I even want to encourage you that if you pull from this episode, what you pull from listening to this episode is that you absolutely hate this and this does would never work for you. That's valuable too because that's knowing yourself and listening to your own inner intuition to what's going to work for you. So even every episode you listen to, if you're like, man, I really hate that, I love that for you because that means that you are listening to yourself and your inner knowledge more than you're listening to me. And genuinely, that's all I ever want for you is for you to listen to yourself and start honoring yourself and feeling what feels good for you. Tangent over, let's move on to how I reset myself emotionally on Mondays. So truly, honestly, all I do on Mondays is really what I do every morning to emotionally reset, but I make sure that I do this especially on Mondays because that like starts out the week in a good place. Okay, so emotional reset. So like I said, I also plan in times for me to rest, and I forgot to mention I also We'll plug in play. So I'll be like, what do I feel like doing this week? Do I want to skateboard? Do I want to paddleboard? Do I want to go to an aerial silks class? Do I want to, uh, whatever my, all my different versions of play? What do I feel like doing? And I'll make sure to plug that in, in a couple places so that I'm, de- I'm honoring that. But when it comes to emotional, my emotional self, it's important for me that I also plug in a couple times for conscious connection with other people. So is that going to be a date night with my husband? Is that going to be? I've started going to on Monday evenings, a group teaching with, for a course in miracles. And that has been a really valuable source of connection. So I make sure to plug that in. But if I'm not able to make it to that class, then I find another way to connect. Who am I going to text this week that I haven't talked to in a while? Who am I going to call? Who am I going to connect with? Because I used to think I didn't have time or energy for connection. And I think back then I really didn't. And now I'm realizing, gosh, connection is so valuable. Other people in my life are so valuable and I appreciate the heck out of them. And it's important that I let them know that I appreciate them by initiating contact and spending time on them. So I've scheduled that in, right? That's a way to set myself up for emotional success throughout the week so that I'm not forgetting and just focusing on work or just focusing on, Wellness or whatever it is, you know, but the other three things I do for emotional health is the three things that I try to do mostly every day, anyways, which is hypnosis, meditation, and movement. So every morning when I wake up, which I kind of want to do a video or a podcast on my new morning routine because it's so good. It's so good. Oh my God. It's so good. So, anyways, I wake up, I take my medication, pop it in my mouth, and I listen to hypnosis. That's the first thing every morning. Anything that I am currently struggling with, let's say it's motivation, let's say it's confidence, let's say it's procrastination, let's say it's fear, whether it be fear of failure or fear of success, whatever it is, like, oh my God, my ADHDs can't handle success, whatever it is that I have been noticing a pattern of struggle in my life, I will type into YouTube, hypnosis for blank hypnosis for fear of success, hypnosis for fear of failure, hypnosis for motivation. And I found a couple of people that I really enjoy. Like I said, I'll do a whole episode on this because this deserves its own episode or YouTube, but I will type in that. And all I do is it's such a nice way to wake up because a lot of us ADHDers have trouble initiating that wake up. This is such a nice way to do something good for your mental health and for your you know, rewiring your subconscious mind literally while laying there and just enjoying your bed and like chilling. It's great. So I will do a hypnosis and then I do, as I get up, I listen to, once that finishes, I get up and I do my meditation, my superhuman meditation. So superhuman is meditations that are like You do something while you are doing the meditation. So you are, I wake up, I go and fill my big water cup, I make my bed, I put on clothing, I clean my face, I brush my teeth. P.S. I used to never do any of this. I literally would roll out of bed in my pajamas, stay in my pajamas until like, I don't know, like 2 p.m. or sometimes like I literally never changed on my pajamas. I used to not brush my teeth until after my coffee. I used to not touch water until after I finished my coffee. I think something is like, you guys may see me now and like think like, gosh, wow, like, you know, she's so got it all together. And like, I just need you to know that I have come from a place. First of all, I don't have it all together. Number one, that's important to know. (laughs) But number two, all of these habits that I do are things that have been built slowly over time. And I used to be the messiest of messes. Literally, if you want to know, like, Contact any of my exes from when I was in my early 20s. Contact some of my friends from that time. My friends that I'm still friends with now can vouch for the fact that all of this stuff seemed ridiculous to me too. But now I that I value myself and I I feel like I can I I feel like I can finally take care of myself. And now that I am at this place, I feel like I'm like, wow. I think prior I really just didn't feel like I deserved to have be take like take care of myself, you know? And this is getting deep. This episode's weird because it's like deep, but it's also surface. I don't know. We're doing we're doing the most today, guys. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Bless you guys for like literally keeping up with me in this chaos, but we're here. We're doing it. Where was I? Oh, so I do my superhuman meditation, which is like a 20-minute meditation while I finish up. This is obviously when I first wake up. Finish up, you know, just prepping myself in a basic way for the day, putting on deodorant, taking care of myself. So yeah, so meditation, hypnosis, and then at some point during Monday, I make sure to get some movement in because I just feel as though I love the the visual of dominoes. Monday is the domino for the rest of my week. That's how I look at it. And if I don't knock over that Monday domino, the rest of the week just doesn't fall into place as nicely and doesn't feel as good for me. And I also look at the beginning of my day the same type of way, that that beginning of my day is the domino for the rest of my day. When I start out my day with hypnosis and then this little meditation that helps me feel good while taking care of myself, I am knocking down the domino to have positive thoughts throughout the day. And positive thoughts are the domino to help me take positive actions, right? And to live a positive and enjoyable life. So that's my Monday reset. It's been so valuable and I just had to like, you know, brain dump all of it onto you. But just to kind of recap, on Mondays, I take time to reset mentally, physically, and emotionally. And the mental piece, I review the week before, reset my notion, my 12-week year. I create a few big plans for the week, right? So what I want to get done, and I plug everything into the calendar, including – all of my care tasks, so including cooking, including workouts, including rest, including play, including connection, all of those things go into the calendar so I can see what I truly have the capacity for. So that's the mental piece is just planning the upcoming week, thinking about what do I really want, you know, circling all the way back to from the beginning of the episode when we talked about Lexi Merritt's post, what does she like planning and setting yourself up for what do you really want? I'm including all of the things that I really want for my week, not what I feel I should or have to do to earn some form of worthiness. The next piece is the physical. I physically set myself up for success so that I'm not distracted by care tasks throughout the week and I can really enjoy myself. So I reset my physical space. I clear up visual clutter and tidy and bring everything back to its proper home I do all of my laundry and make sure that is completely clear so everything that I want to wear is available for me and I'm not digging through dirty laundry looking for pants or whatever. And I might even sometimes set myself up by picking out some outfits for the week so that I don't have to think about that. And then I prep my food and I set myself up to nourish myself throughout the week. So I will pick up my groceries and then I will prep things by cutting up vegetables, etc. And then I will always... Usually try to cook dinner on Mondays and make it a big batch meal, whether it's like a big casserole with a bunch of veggies or a big soup or something that I have throughout the week to grab really easily. And then emotionally, I reset myself and like get myself in a fresh mindset for a brand new week by going into the day with my hypnosis, my meditation, and I always make sure to get in a workout because mentally and physically that resets me. And that is something that I know is very important for my mental health. So that is my Monday reset routine. And it has been a game changer for my productivity. Again, just want to remind you, if none of this works for you, that's wonderful. That's a good step in the right direction for you because It's only through knowing what we don't like and want that we can start recognizing what we do like and want for our lives. So seeing people that are doing things in a way that we don't like is a great step and gift in itself because we can see more of what will work for us. So if you're at a place where you feel that your Mondays or your life or the way you schedule things do not work for you and you really despise it. I encourage you to look at that as the first step and a good thing because now that you know what you don't like, you can start to decide what you do like. I also forgot to say at the beginning of the episode that we are doing a giveaway for the book 12 Week Year. I've mentioned it a couple times. I have a whole episode on Does the 12 Week Year Work for ADHDers. It, the last episode. So if you're interested in winning a free copy of the 12-week year, then leave a rating and review down below on Apple Podcasts. And give me your honest opinion of the podcast. Even if you just like it and you're like, just leave a thumbs up, whatever. It doesn't have to be this big, long thing. I appreciate each and every one of you who listen. I appreciate each and every one of you who leave a rating and review. You guys are so wonderful. But if you do that, you will be entered to win a copy of the 12-week year. And I will announce Who wins that book in the next podcast episode? So that's it for part-time wellness. We didn't really dive into what you might look at as traditional wellness, but to me, this is wellness for me because this is taking care of myself. And all I look at wellness as is taking care of myself. So that leaves us open to talk about a lot of stuff, right guys? Anyways, I love you. I hope you take care of yourself this week. I hope you feel good. And yeah, I guess that's it. I just always want to keep talking at the end of the episode because I enjoy talking to you guys so much. Anyways, love you. Have the greatest week. Bye.